Hello and welcome to another episode of Beyond the Closing. I'm Carmen Donches with First United Land Transfer. And today we have a super special guest, um, a good friend of mine for many years, a community leader, a woman, an entrepreneur, a mom. I cannot wait for you guys to get to know her. Her name is Sarita Johnson. Good morning, Sarita. Good morning, Carmen. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here today. I'm really excited to be doing this with you. Thank you. Thank we, you for having me. Thank you for being here. So you and I go back to, what, at least 12, 13 years? Yes. A minimum. Yes. But when I first met you, I didn't know what a superstar you were. Thank you. <laughs> Why don't you share with us where you come from, what you do? Okay, so I'm originally from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Um, I moved to Allentown when I was about 16 years old. I am currently a uh, developer, a missionary. I own uh, several child care centers in the Lehigh Valley, a private academic school. I'm a mother, a woman of the faith. I love Jesus Christ. Um, I'm also a community activist. I support our community 100% in Allentown, Pennsylvania. And that's pretty much what I do. Okay, so let's start from the beginning. You moved here when you were 16. Yes. And you're a graduate of Deeruff. Correct. Right? So did you know since you were very young that you were going to be an entrepreneur? No. Honestly, I did not have any dreams for myself. I know that is hard to believe, but um, coming from where I was born into, which is Philadelphia, all I seen was poverty, um, struggle. I did have women in my family that worked, but as far as me becoming successful, no, I didn't. I thought I was going to just be a mom who worked a regular job, which is totally fine for the mothers that's working a regular job, but I never thought that I would be where I'm at today. You opened up your first child care when you were how old? I was 28 years old. I opened up in my home. I had a total of only two children at the time. And when I opened up the child care center, it was literally on the whim. I was a nurse's aide at Graysdale Nursing Home. And I got pregnant with my daughter. And I just thought, hey, let me open up a child care center. I want to be home with her. And at the time, all of my friends were pregnant. So it was just something to do, literally. And then it grew into all of this. So how do you go from having an at-home child care center to having a building where now you're servicing how many children? So our building right now holds 220 children. But over the years, I started, um, like I said, with two. I moved into another building with 15, uh, then 30 another building which could hold 30 children, and then another building that could hold 96 children, and another building that can hold 110 children, to now servicing 220 children. And um, I own a mini strip mall that is going to have a child care center coming with 110. Wow. So I can tell you hard work. Definitely hard work. Um, just, you know, Many doors open up for you in life. You just got to know when to walk through, you know. So um, that's what has helped me 
to keep going. And then you see the need. And talking about the need, right? Because one thing that I do know about you is how giving you are. You don't just give because you you have things that you don't need. You have been, you're probably one of the most giving people that I know. And it's things that you know will feed, fit the need of others, not necessarily just because you have things you want to get rid of. Correct. And I really admire that about you because you. way too often we see people who are, you know, in a certain position, and the only time that they have to give is what what's extra to them. And that is not who you are. No. You, I remember there was a time you gave away a bus. Yes. You've given away desks yep. for children. When you're, you know, servicing 100, 200 children, I can see how you would still need your school bus and you would still need desks one way or another but you always find the need and you want to be able to service others. Correct. Tell me where that comes from. Well, um, there's always a series of life, life events that happen, but I can tell you this. Today I stand on this one scripture and it's Luke 12, 48. To whom much is given, much is required. And that is a principle that I live by. I feel like when you give... That is the greatest joy. Like, I know there's many things that I do in this world, but there's nothing that gives you joy except giving. That's me. That's what I believe. I love to see people succeed. I love to be able to be in a situation in life to help other people. So there may be things that I I know I can use the desk, but right now I'm not using them. So why not bless somebody else? Why keep... Why be a hoarder of things when I know it can help somebody else? So that's why I give, because ultimately the goal is to help other people. Let's talk about something. Um, you and I had not seen each other for probably a couple years, like right? Five years. And I have something about me, right? I don't really like to overshare Correct. things about you know what I have going on in my life. And then when I, um, while I was building my home, yes, I put up a post um, saying, you know, I was already pretty much at the end and I was almost ready to close and you saw that post. Correct. And you happened to be at that position where you were thinking of doing the same for yourself. Correct. And so tell me how connecting with other women, not just like me, but other women who are doing good things for themselves helped you? Because more, wouldn't you say that there are too many times where, as women, we hesitate? Get petty. To, yes. We get petty or we is. hesitate to <laughs> say and do things Correct. that can ultimately help someone else. So Correct. your story will help another woman. My story can help someone else. Not just women, just people, people in, general. in general. Yeah, it's so crazy, too, because when I, had saw, um, when I saw your post... Um, just to give a little background information, we had went to a church together and we stopped speaking because I ended up leaving the church. Um, and I saw your per your post and I was like, should I or shouldn't I reach out to her? Like, what is she going to think? Like all these different emotions went through my brain. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to reach out to her to see how I can go about building my dream home. And 
I reached out to you and you were so natural. It was like normal, like, hey, girl, where you been? Like, <laughs> it wasn't even the focus point. I think sometimes as women, we get caught in our feelings mm-hmm. and that can stop your blessings because I was so caught up into what happened, not realizing the growth that happened in you, the development that happened in you, how you restructured your life, how, you know, you're this awesome woman and all these things that you helped me with, not just closing on that home, you know, but real estate in general. Like there's nothing that I feel like I can't talk to you about as a friend, as a mother, um, as a business partner, as whatever that I can't get from you. Like you don't withhold information. And I think women, we need to realize that Put the pettiness aside. Things happen. It's okay to say, I apologize. I'm sorry for this. Let's move forward. Either you can or you can't. And with you, we were able to get over what happened and move forward. I love the fact that from that, from us reconnecting, you were able to buy land for your new home. You're currently um, building a brand new home for yourself. You have... Purchase and, you know, not to say it all for no, you, right? No, I get it, yeah. Purchased another home Correct. in Florida through different connections that Correct. came out of, you know, us reconnecting, Correct. which I absolutely love about yes. you. You're, tell me about the um, project that you have going on right now with your strip mall, the last one you bought. So right now I currently have a mini strip mall that I purchased in Allentown, and it has a child care center coming, a laundromat, uh social hall, like a hall where people can actually rent out, um, a mini market there and storage space. So it's a it's a huge project, but it's getting done. And you're doing this all on your own. Correct. That is commendable. Thank you. You're I mean I and I tell you often, right? You're such an inspiration to women. Thank you. What would you tell, what would you advise women that are currently thinking of starting their own business, of purchasing a property, but they don't have a lot of money. Tell us how much money you even had in your account when you first opened up (laughs) your first business. So um, when I first opened my first child care center, I had $47 in my account. And I had just enough money to pay uh, for my zoning application and my business license. And then back in the day, they had the store called Becker's. And I never forget, I was shopping on a clearance rack at Becker's to make it look, you know, pretty. Um, But that's where it started from. I worked hard. I began to save. I didn't always get it right, but I just knew that there was more, Mm -hmm. you know. So if you're opening a business, trust me, I will tell you firsthand, you don't have to have it all in line. Because a lot of people think that you have to have it a, B, C, D. No, sometimes it is A to Z, then come back to B. You know, um, just do it. Take a chance. Just take a chance. You know, every day, you know, there's a chance something may happen, but why not choose you in that chance? And if I would have knew that earlier, before my 20s, I would have <laughs> took a lot more chances. But just take a chance on yourself. You know, if it works, it works. You know, I always tell my children, you fail if you don't try. That's right. You know, if I didn't try, I've had other businesses, too, besides, you know, what I'm doing now. And they failed. But guess what? I tried. They got you one step closer to having a business that was successful. Correct. You know, I was telling Carmen uh, yesterday, I was a hustler since I was little. I used to iron clothes for people. I used to watch kids. I used to babysit. Like, there was so many things that I used to do 
um, when I was a little girl that children, they just like fell in my lap. So so you always had the mindset of an entrepreneur. Correct. Even though you weren't raised to think that way. No. You didn't have parents who taught you the importance of great no. credit, you know, saving finances. You didn't have that. But what do you think it was that was in you that led you to be so disciplined and so determined? Well, I would say um, I had to learn this from my grandmother. My grandmother was a very hardworking woman. And I remember being a little kid, and I have to come in a house with an insurance man and listen to insurance, listen to how to buy insurance. She would send me to the store to get money orders and um, sit down with her and go over bills and all this stuff. And I never knew, like, that was a tool that she was putting in my pocket. So once I became an adult and I had to venture out, I made many mistakes um, in my life when I got to the point where you're tired of being sick and tired, I guess. Mm -hmm. That is where things changed for me. I started pulling on what I seen as a child with my grandmother and how she handled things to know how I want to conduct myself, how I want to be a lady, how I want to be a mom to my children, how I even want to run my business. You know, so those are some of the key things I think helped me to be where I am today. I didn't forget where I came from. If you knew then what you know now, what have you? What would you have done differently? I think I would have took more time for myself. I think I definitely would have took more time for myself, but I know I had to go through it, you know, go through each step and each process to get to where I'm at today. But I definitely think I would have just took more time for myself. And you're definitely doing that now. So do you yes. think you have a better sense of work and your personal life balance as a single mom, as a businesswoman, how do you deal with balancing things and making sure that you're taking time for yourself so you don't lose your mind? So I do everything for my kids first and then myself. So that means whatever my daughter needs to do during the day, I do it. And then I get to my, well, I'm in school for my PhD. And then I do it at the end of the night. That's how I balance. I also take time to like vacation. Um, But most importantly, I have to realize that I'm mom. I'm a I'm a mother, and they didn't ask to be here. So it's never a sacrifice for them. It's you know a choice. Like I choose to put them where they need to be, and then I take care of myself. You also take care of your family too. Doesn't your mother work for you? Yes. So um, God is good because God is a God of restoration. So my mother works um, for me. My sisters work for me. Um, my uncle drives the school bus for, we had 13 years. Um, my aunt used to work for me at the time, at, you know, a while ago, but definitely. So it's kind of like a family business. I'm just, you know, I get to tell my mom what to do now. <laughs> That's the best part. Tell me a little bit about taking time out for missions trips. Cause I've seen oh, that yes. you have been in Africa and you have gone to, I mean, Europe was for pleasure. Yeah. But you do a lot of missions trips, yes, and you take time out to service people outside of our country too. Yes. Tell me how that came to be. So um, years ago, I had got offered to go. Well, I'm going to start back. Let me go back. Years ago, I was at um, a, con a concert. I think it was a Casting Crowns concert or some Christian concert, and I started with one child, and I was. Um, Hosting a child, 
you know, paying for their education, their medical bills. And then from one child, it turned to nine children. I didn't know God was setting me up at the time. So for like eight years, I had these nine kids in different parts of the world that I would take care of. And then I was like, I would love to go into other countries. Well, someone that I knew was going to Haiti and was like, hey, you want to go to Haiti on this missions trip? And I was like, sure. And that's how it started. So I started in Haiti first, and then I ventured over to Africa. And um, that's that's my stopping grounds. I love missions work. I, I'm, that, I could talk about that all day. <laughs> um, it's fulfilling. It is. It really is because you realize why you have so much in mm-hmm. life. We're blessed to be a blessing. Oh, heck yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. I used When I used to do, at the beginning of my missions journey, I would say, why am I so fortunate to have and they can't? Because we know God, he doesn't pick and choose, mm-hmm. right? But then I realized, oh, it's because I get to give so much. Mm-hmm. I have because in return, I can give to someone. If you're praying for something and somebody comes along and bless you, that person was supposed to cross your path. So that's the same way I feel about missions. So it's just so much joy. I just love missions work. I love everything about being a missionary. All right. So in conclusion, if you can give one piece of advice to everyone, not just women, not just single moms, not just the dreamers, right, but to everyone who is who surrounds you and who has been watching you grow through the times and who maybe has misconceptions about you. Right. Because sometimes we, you know, tend to look at someone and think that everything has been handed off to them, that their success comes because your parents were rich and they said, here's one hundred thousand dollars. Go start your own business. What advice would you give those who have seen you grow and who maybe want to approach you, but they feel like you've reached that level that maybe you're untouchable because you're so successful? I hope not. I hope nobody feels that way. Um, (laughs) Honestly, I would just tell you to work hard. You know, think about what you want to do and put it into action. Um, Years ago, I had opened up um, some clubs. This is when I used to be, like, in the world. I had clubs and uh, bars and a whole bunch of other things. And then I realized that's not what I want to put out. That's not something that I want to give to my community. That's not who I am. Yes, it makes money and you make a lot of money, but money really doesn't determine who you are. So when people see me and they see, you know, the old me versus the new me or however they want to put me, that's fine. But just know when you want to start something, the advice I would give you to let it be true to you. Let that let it whatever it is to be true to you and be true to your community. Because if it's not going to help your community and help the next person succeed, then don't do it. Thank you so much for being here, Sarita. Thank you Thank for you. your time. Thank you for your friendship. I, you know, I really have a lot of admiration for you. And Thank I've you. learned so much from you as a woman, as a mom, as a woman of faith, and just as a person who has been taking chances and risks and really making things happen for our community. So I thank you for being here today, and I wish you much more success. Thank you. Thank you for watching, everyone. And until next time, have a great day.